good. I'm just, I was just, yeah, we're fine. Hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Welcome to number Welcome two. To. Welcome what? to Turn of the Screw. This is Turn of the Screw. This is Caitlin <laughs> from Turn of the Screw, and that's Martha giggling at hi. my awkwardness behind. Yeah, we were just going to chat a little yeah. bit because I was telling her a story, so we are going to turn this on. Yeah. Really interesting story. So Martha recently went up last week. So this is March. We're recording on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Hey. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. You're yeah. Irish. I am. I'm a quarter Irish. I did the uh, 23 and Me. Yeah. And I am tw- technically 30%. So over a quarter okay. Irish. Um, exciting news. I Whenever I tell people that, it's like, oh, the Irish got with everybody. But I'm like, no, it's exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why, why is that exciting for you? I love I love Irish culture and history, and okay. I think the Irish are like the punk rock badass That's rebels true. of yeah. the Isles. They were one of the only Isles that were okay. Here's a okay. <laughs> I'll nerd out on this actually. No, go for it. So, um, the reason why the reason why Irish uh, DNA and uh, genetic mm-hmm. um, pools are so distinguishable from British and Scottish. Scottish and British are super similar. In fact, all of Western Europe is super similar. Mm -hmm. So when you try to distinguish a French uh, gene pool from a German gene pool, good luck. Belgian, they all, there was a lot of Mm -hmm. mixing in that region. And even looking at people from the, yeah, the whores (laughs) of trade, the the hulas of trade. And yep, anyways, the Gauls got around, the Visigoths got around. Um, anyhow, the Irish were like almost impenetrable. It's a gnarly little <laughs> island. Um, it's craggy. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's hard to live there and to grow greens and be healthy and vibrant. But the, you know, um, the Celts were like strong, hardy people. And when I got my 23andMe results back, it was, it kind of broke down why Irish genetics are so distinguishable from distinguishing that 30% Irish versus my like 23% or what was it 20% British right British Isles um which again British Isles being Scotland right, exactly. and England because of the mixing um and I'm sure a Scottish person hearing this would be very upset but it's genetically mm-hmm. from a geneticist perspective this is true um so yeah I'm proud of that and I'm <laughs> I've always felt like I've had that spirit about me and I think Ireland I mean James Joyce is one of my favorite authors mm-hmm. ever. Um, there's just something punk rock and rebellious. The Irish can be, ref- what is it? The white lace Irish, so refined, so, but then so edgy and like <laughs> angry. And if you're talking about a spectrum of people coming from such a small island, mm-hmm. if you think about it in comparison, mm-hmm. Northern Ireland and Ireland, as we know, just the country of Ireland now, is the size of like half of california mm-hmm. that's oh it's cr- even that big yeah, it's maybe even less than yeah. that it might even just be the emerald um i'm sorry the uh, inland <laughs> empire the emerald the inland empire um but anyhow well so, i took the uh, ancestry.com yeah i've told you that and i was <laughs> so every time i like I, when i was bartending everyone's like hey we've got an irish last because i when i worked at the cop bar in chicago mm-hmm. it was a total uh irish thing so martha has red hair as you might know yes from her I'm, avatar. A, I'm a large redhead Tall, yeah. tall. I don't. I don't know. Why I'm mean to myself? I'm just tall. a hideous redhead. No, <laughs> but like, so everyone's like, "Oh, it's an Irish lass," and I'd always get like indignant. Like, no, I'm Scottish and German guys. Yeah. Like, not everyone with red hair is Irish. Mm-hmm. Take the ancestry.com. I am like Norwegian Irish, <laughs> completely, yeah. which makes sense because the redheaded gene yeah. comes from Norway. Like, yeah, they, they pinpointed it there, 
and then the Vikings would just come down and exactly. rape and pillage. Ra- and yeah. Ireland's right there, and yeah. rape and pillage the monasteries down exactly. there. So it's like, of course. That's of course so I'm Irish and Norwegian. Yeah. And she just so took it, sense. and he's like Russian. Russian? Like, he's like Eastern European. He's kind of denying it. And I'm Actually, like, no, I saw the same thing you did. <laughs> now that I look at, he does yeah. have a face like that. That, like, Aruski. lean, skinny yeah. nose, the eye, the, like, the wanna, bright eyes. I want to hear you describe him. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, he has, like, a, a thin nose that you would have if you come from a, a very cold climate. Because, actually, mm-hmm. the longer and thinner a, a nose is from a geneticist perspective. I'm, like, really into this. Actually, yeah. I found out that I come from, like, a long lineage of gen- uh, just hobbyist genealogists. Oh. And, um... That's, so it kind of makes sense that I'm so into it. I was talking to my mom about this because she does the family history stuff a lot. She's really into it. And of all the cousins, I feel like I'm both on my dad's side, too. Like, I'm going to take that mantle. Like, my brother doesn't care. I don't know if yeah. my other cousins care. But, like, that's kind of going to be my thing, too, because yeah. I'm totally into that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. See, yeah, we should, another. We should compare. White girls talking about their genes. I know. Everyone loves that. Martha and I have talked about this before. <laughs> I think we might have even at some point we definitely have talked about this before, but yes, it is a very white thing in our to have the privilege. Intro. Yeah, that's right. In our three hour, <laughs> no one we, will ever hear. No, when we originally recorded our pilot episode, it was three hours, and um, we got into some shit. So yeah, I feel like uh, we did. We got into it, and anyhow, I got really deep into that intro, this like banter intro. Um, how have you been, Martha? <laughs> Now you just throw it back at me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm Irish. We're Irish. It's okay. We are Irish. It is, uh, yep, it is our You know, day. we should be drinking. We should be drinking we whiskey should be s- and having soda bread. I was going to make soda bread with the proper way to make soda bread. I also learned this. Oh. Not with currants. That is a, like, generational East Coast Irish kind of thing. Okay. So In is Ireland, this like a they don't eat currants. argument? Do you know about... No. Okay, wait. What is so it? you don't put currants in the you Irish don't. type, but yeah. in American Irish you put currants? You do. Almost like pizza... Uh, and pasta italian american which i'm also italian american um you not. don't do any of the shit like that they do like in italy they don't do it like pasta the difference between italian american and italian oh, though is it's like... it's almost but comparative to like irish from is ireland oh. and comparative to like irish american because you're taking the way a culture was in 1900 and have kind of put it in this vacuum bubble in a new country so you hold on to those things in Ireland, I think it's a lot – it's much more current, and it's, like, a modern, thriving yeah. city. In fact, uh, Dublin is, like, Silicon Valley of I've Ireland. heard that. I was telling my boss we should – if our, our company takes off. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, we got a headquarter in because yeah. the, the new guy said Dublin. I Dublin. said the Netherlands because actually um, – Amsterdam. There was some. There's some yeah, industry there's a lot outside. Of tech in yeah, Amsterdam. like right outside of Amsterdam. Like, and also, um, in oh, I'm blanking, but um, Thai, Thai uh, title is which is failing. Sorry, title. I was saying Thailand. I'm like no, not Thailand. <laughs> Thailand is in Scandinavia. No. Um. So the reason for that, I found out. Sorry, this is shitty, and I'm going to fuck this up. So anyone that wants to call me out, please call me out. Um. There is a, they call it the, what is it, the Irish loophole or something? The reason why a lot of tech companies. That sounds like <laughs> the Irish loophole. I'm just saying either it's a heavy, it's a drink, a shot, or yeah. a really gross sex act. It is neither of those. Okay. It okay. is a loophole in the laws. Okay. You still put the, Ireland, the hand motion I you did. just made. <laughs> I, it, it was very. It felt very sexual. It was almost cupping. Do, 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 do. Um, it is right out a there. loophole in the laws. <laughs> Where um, a essentially Ireland being a offshore location, 
I, I'm messing this up, but there's a huge tax benefit to having headquarters or having a secondary location for a lot of tech companies, Netflix, Apple. Um, Apple was one of the first that did this. You go and you set up a um, yeah. shop in Dublin, in Ireland, and there is such tax benefits to the point where um, the Supreme Court of the United States has forced companies, Netflix being one, again, um, uh, Apple being another, uh, Facebook, um, Google, we're talking the big dogs, have come out a- after them for like paying back oh yeah the taxes yeah. that they were cutting by just saying so you're saying oh, we did that at offshore we did that in yeah. ireland and the and irish laws yeah. allow allow for that to happen so when our podcasting empire grows so large that we need to like offshore some of this shit oh yeah i think we can i'm i'm okay with Dublin. i'm okay with Dublin since too. they'll have um, to embrace us we're their people erin uh mick Oh, I'm messing up her name. McGathy. McGathy. You are living my dream life, Erin McGathy. We love um, you, Erin McGathy. I was just I, watching your episode of so Community it. last night. Yes, she is. I I'm love kind of like, I look like, I'm a little Erin McGathy. You are very Erin McGathy. And yeah. I, um, I, I get hair. compared to Renee Zellweger, but I think that's totally complimentary. And we like, I wish when I was maybe that. 30 pounds lighter. Not, no. no. Anyways. Um, Martha and I have a real issue with just being confident in our in our looks and our appearance oh so. you just took that down you just low. called yourself. your voice <laughs> yeah but that's typical for me a but i love how Irish. your voice dipped down you're like martha and i have issues like yeah. it's like now we're gonna get real npr with this shit yeah. and talk about we do body um, dysmorphia hey, self-esteem it's hard uh, so erin mcgathy i just putting it out yeah. there she's we'll, like we'll go move a in hero with of mine everything that she's done i'm literally inspired me to do so many things and to just one day we Not can all have sleep hot with Dan Harmon being one yeah, of them. Yeah, <laughs> being one of them, and then a big one being like, "You want to move to Ireland? Do it, and have a hot, hot, hot Irish boyfriend. I mean, mm-hmm. so hot. If they're not together anymore, his loss. But like, she's living a dream, a dream life. Um, anyways, oh, we, we were we talking good on McGathy Corner. I think we are Genetics Corner for good the White Genetics Girl Podcast. Corner, good on McGathy. Ireland, we're coming for you. We're coming. We're coming for you, Ireland. <laughs> um, Nations but, like to hear that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, from America. So I was talking. I'm just yeah. going to jump back yeah, over. Yeah, jump into it. So there's we, – we met because of a true crime podcast mm-hmm. that we like. Uh, My Favorite Murder. I almost yeah. blanked on it. Like My Favorite Murder. And the other week, um, there was a book reading or signing in San Francisco that I went to. And I was telling her about how – Kind of crazy cool it was to see Patton Oswald talk about his late wife, Michelle McNamara's book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, in San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I went to that with uh, some other murderinos. That's the name for our um, our group. And I don't. it's about the Golden State Killer, a.k.a. the East Area rapi- Rapist, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the original Night Stalker. And the reason why there are so many a.k.a.s is because they're, the link between these pockets of crime were not necessarily connected. Yeah. Well, he was even talking about how the reason that they were having trouble with getting people um, alerted and get, getting information about him when it was happening, this was in the 70s, is basically, and he hated to say it, but like branding. Like yeah. calling him the East Area Rape. Like, and then for a while there, they were calling him Ear-Ons because it was Ear-ons. East Area Rapist oh. slash Original Night Stalker. Oh, whoa. It's like... And so when Michelle McNamara came up with Golden State Killer, it had that impact. It just, and it solidified everything. And that was after DNA evidence found out that this guy who 
been raped. He raped over 50 women Jeez. in Sacramento and a little bit in San Jose. Like it's that so area. Disturbing. It's insane. And very methodically and in very terrifying ways, kind of psychologically tortured them too by like staying in the house. Yeah. And like uh, tying them up, staying in the house and waiting, watching them for hours. And so when they thought he was gone and started to move, then My he'd God. scare them again. Like that yeah. kind of level. I mean, he would hang out in the house and like eat, eat their food. He'd tie up, he'd go after the husbands too. Yeah. Tie them up and then like go and just eat popcorn on their patio. This is so, I mean, yeah, there's so many levels of uh, just a messed up, completely messed up human being, terrifying, um, just a a complete evil person. Yeah. And then, then the whole uh, escalation is suddenly in the LA area in the late seventies, early in the LA area. In the L.A. area, then there were five murders. That, and and they, that was and DNA linked oh, them in whoa. the 2000s, I think. It kind was much later. And that's and when down. Michelle, like her book gets into it. I just passed it on to, yeah. to her. It's an amazing book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It's number one in the New, York, the Times. New York Times right now. And I'm going to read it next. It's Yeah, it's really, really good. So one of the key scary things that got me into this particular case mm-hmm. is that in the 70s when this was happening in Sacramento and he was, it was just rape. But he had escalated to tying up the husbands, and he'd put dishes on their backs and say, like, dishes? so if you move, I'm going to take your wife in there. Oh, and if, if you, you move, move if this. I hear that, she's dead. Holy, that is terrifying. Oh, my, that is terrifying. Yeah. So that, once he'd escalated to that point, they were having these town halls. And in the documentary mm-hmm. I was telling you about, there's a documentary on investigation discovery. There's this really, and, and Karen talks about it in her mm-hmm. podcast, too, like this really badass detective woman in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like she's also gorgeous, like just put together, and she's up there. (laughs) She's just super hot in the seventies way, like in that kind of like jumpsuit kind of. Yeah, with like feathered hair. Please, she had big hair. Oh yeah, yeah. She had, yeah. It was good. It was good. I like a cop in a jumpsuit. Yep, it was pretty great. And she was telling women like, "You've got to fight back and don't be polite and like try to injure this guy," which was so cool. But at one of these, this one big town hall in Sacramento, this man stands up and says. Basically, I I can't believe these men would allow this to happen to their wives. If it was me, if this happened to me, I'd protect my wife. These men, it's on them for not doing anything. A week later, they're the next house to get hit. And it's one of the more brutal attacks. That is, I mean, just it's so disturbing to think that somebody out there is a, this predator is like watching he was there the watching aspect yeah. is so disturbing and so there's a precedent for this as well because when Anne rule this is totally a true crime corner <laughs> yeah true crime corner this episode's going to be kind of like topical and true crime related um, yeah yeah this is a this is a minnesota this is a let's break it up yeah. not so academia yeah we're talk. gonna talk about santa cruz yeah. next time but um so anyway there's a precedent when Ann Rule wrote Stranger Beside Me about, um, <laughs> I almost said Tom Petty. Oh, no, not at all. Everyone know that, knows that horrible, psychopathic murderer, Tom Imagine, Petty. Imagine, like, who's that Free blonde-haired falling? guy next to me? That who's that stranger? Muppet? Who's that Muppet of a man beside me? That stranger? That's a stranger beside me. Neil Young? No, no. <laughs> no, a little too skinny. A little, a little stranger. A little str- more stringy-haired. R.I.P. Tom. Anyway, um, the other Tom Ted Petty. Bundy. Ted Bundy. <laughs> you know, it, it looks it's so, much so easy to mix those two up. Ted Bundy, Tom Petty. Anyway, <laughs> R.I.P. So when to he both. <laughs> oh no, to both. No, jeez, no, fuck that guy. No, fuck that guy. Okay. Anyway, um, when that happened, what was that noise? Some, Sounds like water. 
Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. That was Chase, don't worry. That was a good creepy <laughs> That was creak. a really good creak. Oh, God. I don't think the door's ever done that. That was the East Area Rapist. No, stop. Iran. <laughs> the middle of the day. We're fine. We're in Los Gatos. But when that no, was... Ha- we, we don't know where we're at. We're in a pod somewhere that doesn't, you know, don't come after us, anybody. I'm just now <laughs> I like that you're out. saying that. I'm the one who lives here. Yeah. Um, when she was doing the book tour for that, they found out later that the Green River Killer was going to all of the... the her book signings following her on tour and he was in the crowd going to Anne Rule's book yeah and he ended up being I think he's the most prolific serial killer to date in America and I haven't done a ton I find it hard personally and thank goodness these podcasts are able to at a high level really cover a lot of Mm -hmm. this because I get not only creeped out as you can tell just talking about (laughs) it and hearing a creaking door but um in addition to that I get like really it messes me up. I get into this hole, and it's not saying that people that that can do this research don't yeah. have that ability, but um, it's really hard for me to yeah with the, with the serial killer. Well, it actually as a kid, I even was like, oh, for sure, there's a serial killer around, and I'm well, gonna statistically. Yeah. I mean, I watched a lot of like unsolved mysteries, and was just that a, show a free was for amazing. All. Yes, my yeah. parents were like. No problem, six-year-old. Go. It was go the watch. 80s. 80s, right, for you too? Uh, it was the 90s, but it was the 80s I'm versions old. on Lifetime. Okay. That would I would so practically, practically. But um, <laughs> I yeah. was the 80s. She was the 90s. The 80s. That t- that was a different time. Children just roamed free. Yeah, got I kind of liked vans. it. And it wasn't like innocent or either. It just was kind of like okay. I'm yeah. just my parents. You might pay lose for a couple kids. Care. Yeah, it was still kind of like there. I can yeah. pop out another. There were. It was. It was, like, it was the, an era where you permed your bangs and just your bangs oh no 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 here's the thing martha my mom decided to perm my hair not my bangs because she was like so it's like all it's either or so so between us we would have had a full perm (laughs) between us we would have had a full perm my question is why not the bangs mom like so they're just gonna grow out anyway so classic 90s no classic 90s because you want to be able to just with a curling iron get those real pieced out wispy bangs or that big chunk that looks like it's a solid piece of plastic that yeah. just goes like oh yeah. i will show you pictures of my plastic hair yeah i just really like I, why did <laughs> we try struggling. to make children look like 40 year old women that were out of right. touch with fashion you go and it should you be the opposite glamour. <laughs> did you ever do glamour shots no no i was always jealous oh, I, I was like that i felt like shots. the poor kid because i didn't get that but my mom did i how did she get that she got like a gift card for it why was that and it was thing? so sassy mom if you're listening to that do you have those pictures you had the sassiest like you had she was sassy. wearing suspenders i think oh they would make it was like, wear, like suspenders a first stall. like mine was like a black first stall little pearls i would look like a high class escort that was nine <laughs> years old i looked like the way that they styled the escorts in um uh, wolf of wall street that's amazing I, I was a fat little cherub faced child i was not a like a yeah. skinny little kid i had like so a me as a little girl would have looked at you and like, wow, princess. No, I, she would have been get like, that. who, what, prin- what, what princess did that one eat? Like, <laughs> I had a double, yeah. I remember the makeup artist putting makeup on my double chin. Oh, no. <laughs> trying to match, <laughs> match the colors. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so anyhow, I don't even remember. obesity and glamour together. <laughs> <laughs> I got a perm in the 90s then. Yeah back what or yeah late 90s where i went through a river dance speaking of <laughs> speaking you did of, river dance no speaking you were of, one of the white uh, Patrick's Day. no i went through a river dance like phase because i played fiddle i played a celtic fiddle music are you kidding me? yeah so, so i had hair down to like almost my butt and they would put they put extensions in the little girl's hair too, oh did right? they i didn't oh. again 
I, I was, I was lucky to get the perm. Really, really into the river dance shit. And yeah, it was hardcore. The yeah, I got the spy. I got. I didn't do the dances. Oh, oh hell no, no. I played the. I played the violin. I got the hair. Oh, I did the spiral. Yeah, the spiral, the spiral thing curls. down to my butt, but then kept the, but then didn't perm the bangs. I under. I want to really know why is there a uniform look for Irish dance? Because they not a lot of too, Irish piece people have curly hair. It's a very straight-haired culture. Why is it? What is with the little fake curls? I don't know. Answer us, Ireland. Answer us. Yeah, exactly. And I, I wonder if it's like an Ireland, Ireland thing, or if it's again an I Irish American. Cool. Thing. I'm gonna give myself some props because then I went into middle school. I started going a little punk with it because I was like listening to like, uh, like not punk. Like, punk. Um, um, what are they? Uh, Dropkick Murphys. And stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing a little bit of that, Flogging Molly stuff, and then there was like I was also really into Tori Amos and Nine Inch Nails. So I started br- doing ch- braids hidden in the perm. Oh, that's kind of cute. Poofing up the perm a lot, and then like hooking the braids around in weird ways and hanging things on them. Uh, it was kind of cool. Now we wearing all we black. Have to post. You have to like dig that oh, up. Oh yeah, we'll find some pictures. And we'll put this on the because I need to see that. Yeah, I recently we <gasps> recently recently had a shot. Sorry, you have your camera. Oh shot? yeah, I'll definitely. I found a picture of me on the farm, the family farm in Wisconsin, <laughs> with like, like with cows, like with my hand. I was gonna say my hand in a cow in his oh mouth my, in I... a baby cow's mouth, but I should have just said with my <laughs> the, hand the in a cow. The gesture you made as well was like you were probing a cow. Everyone has their cow probing on picture, the, but I had like gigantic spiral hair everywhere it was amazing oh what a great time <laughs> in, a cow's ma- in a calf's mouth yeah mm-hmm. that's uh, what, i don't know why that was important I, to the picture if this doesn't come to the surface i'm gonna just be really sad no we'll find it we'll find it. i think sure i put it, it on instagram i'll even have to like communicate with you when you're in arizona visiting your family yeah like, make sure to bring that up I, I think of all picture. the things my parents have saved i think a lot of my childhood get got lost in the move <laughs> i think they're just kind of like yeah <laughs> We'll put a box of it somewhere, but if you want this back. My parents have started re-giving me back my childhood pictures. And I'm like, you guys are I supposed know that's gonna... to keep that. I'm your kid. I love that. Like, like I'm going to wistfully look through this books- book of me as a baby. I just really want to know. Like, I wonder if this is a generational thing. So people in their late 20s, early 30s, are your parents giving back your childhood, like, like sentimental things? It's like they've they've completed their task and they're like i'm done now you can have this remember we saved those files for you when you were in your infancy do you want those for your records honey um okay good job now we've got a life now so it was real good knowing you it was good um (laughs) good knowing you i mean my mom gave i had okay this is kind of silly and maybe we shouldn't get into actually what were you gonna tell me Making this just kind of like a sentimental corner, I don't want anyone to get bored of it. But I, as a kid, no, we just my trans- thumb. We transitioned from genetics to serial killers to yeah. perms to everything. Sentimental corner. So um, you sucked your thumbs. I sucked my thumbs, plural, both. Because they would, like, they thought I had one dominant one. So they would, like, put, like, this disgusting nail polish on one. And I was like, haha, I'll swap <laughs> it out. So, and also, I knew where, like, the nail polish remover was. It's not the most intelligent. I don't know how modern day parents deal with, like, thumb suckers because it was hard I what's wrong with sucking your thumb well it shapes your mouth because you're a child so your soft oh, palate yeah. gets shaped around so i had horribly bucked teeth mm-hmm. and a this dis- is sounding more and more adorable for this photo you're gonna I share was very fat with buck teeth oh, and a lovely. oddly shaped mouth yeah. i like had to go through horrific braces for five years that like reshaped my mouth it was so Ooh. painful um thank you parents for like coughing up like ten thousand dollars for making me look like a normal human because i had a really messed up mouth so i sucked my thumb until i was 11 years old yeah and um uh part of my thumb sucking was i would take this like cloth and like rub my nose and suck my thumb it's so juvenile 
Well, what you were a child. Me to, <laughs> How dear. you just judged your child self? How juvenile. Pooping and your pants. My mom diapers. held onto those little nappy. Um, my buddies is what I would call them. Mm-hmm. And she gave them back to me. And I was like, you don't. These That's, are yours. I don't want my buddies. I think. Or do do people them. get sentimental about their old, like their baby blankets and stuff? Maybe some. I don't. I'm like, I that, don't. That's no. going into the recycle bin, honey. Thank you. I feel like maybe I'd keep it if I had a kid I to give to them. My future children, I will keep your buddies. Well, one, no thumb sucking allowed. Number two. Oh, jeez. Number two. Take the kid to a child psychologist. Something is going on. <laughs> I can't afford a psychologist. Well, I She'll can't be afford a child. Kids in Martha. Okay. <laughs> jeez. Whoa. You know what? You go ahead and have kids. I'm going to hold back. I'm just messing with you. So that was really aggressive. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. She gets randomly aggressive, and I have to kind of like step back for a sec. Yeah, I do do that. I'm sorry. We are very caffeinated, you guys. Yeah. Um, th- Phil's is filling our cup today. That's a coffee shop, not just That's, a weird reference. Yeah, I didn't know what Phil's was until I moved to the Bay Area. I it's just, yeah. It's a chain, a chain all over the world, but no, probably just a message no, I chain. think it's just around here. Maybe it's a Bay Area chain, but I was like, what is this? It's really strong coffee. Um, but to circle back to the Green River Killer, attending <laughs> a hard circle back. Um, all the way back. We went, because, you know... It immediately connects to the river dance, river, river it's dance. Hard for us to com- R- Green River these Killer, ideas. river dance, coffee, the green, St. Patrick's Saint Day, Blah, and now okay, murder. Okay, so I went to this book signing. Yeah, <laughs> Patton Oswald was. Patton signing. Oswald was talking about this stuff. Um, really interesting stuff. And when I was waiting for him to come on stage, I was looking around the crowd, and it's just a bunch of women around my age like in their 30s and 40s 20s murderinos if murderinos it kind of felt like yeah and their boyfriends so you know there Mm -hmm. are men there but i'm like oh shit this is the only i think it was the only book signing reading in northern california for this book and this book is kind of bringing the case back up and spoiler alert this guy has never been caught (sighs) he escalated to murder never been caught they've been working on it forever he's he's been they have his dna like his so sorry just the his heyday, so to speak, his rampage of yeah. crimes yeah. was in the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. I think it ended. I just wonder why, if someone hadn't been caught, why they would stop. Well, the, la- the, the, the documentary postulates that the last murder that he committed, the guy fought back. And he so things had to happen a little more quickly. And they were kind of catching up to him a little bit more. Mm. Like, he kept screwing up. So he everything was so easy for him in Sacramento, apparently. Like, he got away with things. He was out running the cops when they were in cars, and he was, like, on a bike he stole, like a kid's it's bike. insane. Yeah, he kept getting away. But when he got to L.A., he was getting chased out of houses, getting shot at. Like, he yeah. he was screwing up. Something wasn't going as – it wasn't going as well. And the last murder – I can't remember their names offhand. It was it's very sad, but this woman and her boyfriend, the boyfriend got shot in, like, the cheek – Whoa. And went down, and then he was attacking the woman, and the guy got back up. Is this is what they kind of pieced together after yeah. the fact? He killed the guy again, but I think he might have gotten a little shaken by it. A little yeah, shut like up. So, things are changing. So at the same time in L.A., that was like the um, Night Stalker. Richard was, Ramirez I, was happening. Have you heard this theory? Really quick, little. Yeah, go for it. Um, I love theories. Have you heard this theory? Yeah, uh, that in the seventies, you and I have talked about this, but on the podcast we haven't. 
there was such a high level of lead in the air oh, and yeah. oxygen. So we're talking, you know, unleaded gas. Hey, there used to be leaded gas. Yeah. <laughs> it took a second for my brain to go, oh, yeah. Oh, un- I was like, unleaded. I mean, who knows the difference? But anyhow, <laughs> nobody knows. It's, paint. it's like the tides. Nobody knows. They go in, they go out. <laughs> the moon actually also controls leaded and unleaded yeah. gas. Do you know that Bill O'Reilly quote, though? Bill O'Reilly said that. He's like, it's an, it's an act of God. Nobody knows. It was like a way to claim an, that God's in charge. There's no global warming, I think. It's God oh, can control I can't it. even. He's like, like the that. tides, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody, nobody knows, knows how. how they go this, in, they go out. Nobody just, knows. Nobody knows how the hell most of these people are able to. And never mind. I just won't. I don't I can't know where even, you. I was my really rage curious. is so. I'm just imploding on the inside when I just even think of Bill O'Reilly. Oh, so okay. I'll I'll just have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll save. That. I acknowledge that that is a stupid thing. Yeah, we know how tides work. There are scientists and scientific theories and methods, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but unleaded gas, which is also <laughs> controlled by the moon, um, <laughs> there's a lot of lead going on, which. Uh, proven studies that having lead um contamination in your blood it definitely affects behavioral behavior it affects uh, mental cognition it affects um mm-hmm. aggression and things like yeah, that makes so sense. the heightened in, a, in addition to in the u.s at that time political the political environment being yeah. so radicalized the vietnam war um racial tensions still. feminism racial tensions everything that you can yeah. think of happening in addition to the lead being in the air no wonder why there were so many extremely violent uh, serial yeah because it's criminals out LA, there. california in the 70s was insane. insane and in this documentary about the night stalker they did some intro or something or to segment to from the chapter about sacramento to la and it's like sacramento could breathe a sigh of relief but little did it like la was sleeping peacefully not mm. knowing that a killer was coming and i started laughing i'm like no la was just a dumpster fire of murders yeah I, the <laughs> like, la stranglers the um the uh there's so the hollywood the, stranglers the uh the uh dating game guy the dating game killer um there was just constant and manson con- was down there and 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 mind you uh the zodiac also at that time wasn't he just northern california he was just the bay yes oh okay. but um i mean just well ed, Kem- sorry, ed kemper was i mean ed we're kemper sitting in the, in the santa cruz mountains where ed kemper there was another <sighs> there was three serial killers in these little mountains alone that is insane we can't even i know there's still modern day serial killers but like just to imagine that being a thing and then the 70s man it's insane what and were i love doing and i it's funny crazy it's crazy because i love 70s when i was a kid a lot of my grandparents things and were from the 70s it's like oh, yeah that's so cheesy but now my entire apartment is a is just acquired pieces from the late 60s mm-hmm. and 70s my dream is to have my apartment it's look just like a cocaine 1970s. glass oh, God. <laughs> cocaine glass it's just also like swivel chairs and burnt orange and mustard colors yeah. and hues that is coming of that nature yeah it's coming back no it's my thing oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> um i made my mom over christmas watch the uh the, what was it the disco championships oh yeah on oh youtube my God, that sounds amazing. and i just i was like you you have to answer for this what was this yeah I and she just laughed and watched and she goes yeah this was true my mother loves to wax poetic about the disco era and she she you know it's like you go back and watch like saturday night fever it has darker elements but there is something about it that while insane crimes were going on there was like this joie de vivre like this innocence oh yeah yeah, people, yeah, I don't know. People, I don't get it. It's so... A lot of cocaine. I just still think there's, there's a, a lot there's of cocaine. There's a lot, and it was like, no big deal, there's cocaine. It's, it's just fun. It's, it's just, just stay thin. 
so you know what i need i just need some cocaine you cannot be that skinny and be a normal human being they just drink (laughs) that's an interesting theory you (laughs) you hear that people you heard it here first i know you can't be this i'm talking about it on mass like people were so oh have you ever seen those like polyester disco pants that people oh yeah no i'm confused by them has her disco clothes Mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah you have to be smoking cigarettes constantly drinking coffee just oh, yeah. coffee and like not really eating eating maybe a ham sandwich occasionally but i think that it's ham sandwich is what you think the ham. 70s everyone oh, knows ham says ham and american cheese on white or i'm sorry on wheat bread done why is it wheat i thought For you were gonna say reason, wonder bread wheat, wheat like made a comeback with like the health foods trend in the oh, 70s you, you as have well. a re- like you really thought this through it is a ham me. sandwich oh okay she's like everybody lived on you ate it you skipped breakfast you had coffee for breakfast uh, for lunch you get like i'm on board so far um ham processed american cheese like craft american cheese on wheat bread dinner eh, dinner was cocaine dinner <laughs> was like a handful of bar nuts and then you go out and, and dance the night away I'm serious. Like, I invest – I interview her friends, my grandma and her friends, like, every time I visit, which oh, yeah, now that I live closer yeah. is kind of annoying. They're always like, okay, you ask a lot of questions. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. tell me what this was like. How many serial killers did you avoid? Well – It would have been. That's what I want to kind of get to and, like, know what the climate was like. Um, I also found – this is a fun factoid um, – I like to go through old photo albums, mm-hmm. and my grandma's getting up there in years, so she doesn't really monitor my photo album scurrying as much as she used to. She used to be she like, used to have to put tabs she, on it. She used to like be like, "Oh, look through those," and like I, she'd set she set aside the, other things. The one that's like I, labeled like nudes or something. No. <laughs> oh, so this my is where gra- we're going. So I didn't. Oh. Okay, so there's no nude photos. That laugh has never come out of me before. Oh. By the way, what was that? <laughs> my um, ho ho ho. I found a photo album of my grandma's swinger party. <gasps> jacuzzi were there actual keys in the do you do the keys in the bowl i didn't see keys in the bowl this wasn't what was that movie what movie did that come out of where people became obsessed with the oh did it come from one thing yeah there was like a kevin spacey movie i know yeah there's a movie i'll come back i'll come back to that but there's there's so many things that was late (laughs) made in the early 2000s where they kind of showed like a key party going on oh um no it was Nobody from my grandma's inner circle will ever, ever listen to this. My parents listen to this, but they know because I immediately called them Because it was afterwards. their childhood. Well, it was my mom's childhood. Girl, yeah. You shouldn't um, have been your dad's there, too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Little <laughs> toddler sitting there. One day. My mom is older than my father, too, so he would have been, like, you know, prenatal. Yeah, and, she was babysitting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so. Um, so it just keeps getting juicier. I know. Uh, so in this photo album, it's my grandma. There's a, I mean, so skinny. Picked out little perm, mm-hmm. so it's almost like a, a gentrified little fro. Yeah, um, I can picture it. Like I'm building this. In my yeah, head. string bikini. What? String wow. bikini. My grandmother has had white hair since she was 30 years old. That's kind of hot. Yeah, so she's like white hair, but like fit as hell body. Yeah. String. That's a weird. So this thing is to before. Say about your <laughs> and she was like in her I... 50s in these pictures. So this is, and this is before the Jane Fonda, like, uh, aerobics mm, era. Yeah, because that was, like, the 80s. This that was, was the 80s. The, maybe, like, 75. So when I'm picturing this, because that had such a fitness, like, the fitness looked different. Like, people's bodies in the 80s with the high-waisted things. The high things, waist. Like, there's just something different with there the way. There is something different with the way our bodies looked historically and <laughs> I don't they, know they why. do it now. Feels... I think it has a lot to do with underwear and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, women wore um, foundation garments back then. In the 70s? And 
well not so much in the 70s but when they were old enough to have boobs they they had were raised in the 60s and had to wear these like extremely the cone bras oh yeah and like the cinched waists and but like it was all or nothing girdle. in the 60s and 70s yes. because half the photos women are like cinched all out there and the half of them it's just just no tits bra galore. yeah nipples everywhere yeah um a lot no. of, yeah, the seventies. I feel a like lot of it's like that that yellow lemon or not lemon, the like mustard color, yes, it's lime green, color. yeah, oh, lime yeah. green, and just nipples, and yes, and cocaine, and cocaine brown too. Don't forget the brown. It's a like a mahogany. Of, it's like a mahogany polyester. Yeah, and vinyl. Oh. Nothing breathed. None of the clothes Nothing breathed. Breathed. I also like to wear a lot of seventies clothes, and I have recently developed a rash from like the polyester and wow. sweat. Wow, that's gross. I shouldn't share that, that with was people. <laughs> Um, you guys, we trust you. Yeah, I got to get out of my 70s phase and go to, like, breathables. Go Just don't to go to the 80s. Just oh, don't there. progress. Don't go there. pictures of me as a teenager. Super into 80s. And Wait, but as a teenager, you oh, you would have been – you're younger than me, so – yeah, I'm like if as me as a teenager going to the 80s would have been like that just like happened. Just out what of, are you talking outdated. about? <laughs> yeah, um, it just means I was really really lame. The 70s were weird and they're violent. Yeah, and uh, but getting back to getting back to murder. Yeah, so we just summed up the 70s. We totally solved it. Like we don't need those documentaries on yeah, no. CNN anymore. Because I me think anything. I'm just uh, armchair detective. I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for the 80s. When I get to talk about, you don't need to watch a time Time Life presents or a CNN. Yeah, presents. then we can talk about perms. Oof. Anyway, so I'm at this book reading, and uh, mm. where was it? It was in the city, but where where was this book reading at? Was it a bookshop or was it a? Just it was a, a bookshop that was using. It was hosted by the bookstore. God, everyone's gonna be yelling at me, and then I I don't remember. I'm I don't, sorry to put you on the spot. Like I know that. now. Really I don't. Rude. Everyone's yelling. It's cool. It's and the it's... bookstore. It was really cool. They do shipwrecked, which is like a competitive erotic fan fiction contest. Whoa! So I'm like, we got to go up to see yeah. one of those because yeah. that sounds hilarious that and sounds... great. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I go in, and it's mostly like people our age. And then I started thinking about about all this, and I was like, he would if he's alive, which they postulate he is. Like Whoa. based on his profile, like ev- all these investigators really feel like he's out there he's alive he's not in jail he's not in jail <laughs> because uh she just motioned for me to come closer to the oh, mic yeah i've, I've recently out. got feedback that we just m- maybe need to get closer to it's probably mics. me because i move around i'm sorry i'm just so kinetic um <laughs> like the green river killer he probably he's probably there about being a fan of your own violence i mean they say uh, oftentimes oh, yeah. murderers well, will go back to the scene of their crime and so there's mm-hmm. kind of like wanting to see the way people digest their crimes yeah and also like also he was known like they know that he was reading the newspapers because that would cause him to escalate like mm-hmm. when they were saying he only attacks women when they're alone and that was the headlines then immediately after he started only attacking couples and tying up the man that kind of thing um, not to mention the fact that when there was that guy, like I said, who said this, I'd never let this happen to my wife. Then he was followed home and they were the next yeah. ones. So I'm kind of looking around this room and there's like this middle-aged man and I'm kind of gauging his, I'm about 5'10". This guy was yeah. about my height. I was going to say, um, what did, so I really, when Martha said this, what did he look like? Yeah. So, cause I was trying to gauge, I'm like, he'd probably be around my, my dad's age. Yeah. I got to ask him if he was in like California in the oh, 70s. God. Just kidding. I think he was in Jersey. But anyway. So, yeah. So about, like, yeah, late 50s, early 60s, I think, because there's kind of a range in the age. He would be 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but small feet. 
Why? athletic build. They, would... they have his footprints because oh, he right. was a prowler. He did right. his research on every house. All of these different attacks, they'd say, yeah, something got stolen or we found footprints by our windows for weeks before. And as you were saying, like, he would catch up. He would outrun police cars, mm-hmm. um, which, come on, in the 80s also, run on lead, on lead gas, <laughs> let, heavy, heavy iron cars. Okay. But super athletic. Seriously? So I wonder, <laughs> my question was, like, was this guy, like, fit-looking? Like, yes. he was almost for, former but military, not former built. cop. Like, not built. Like but lean. it's the 70s, and everybody was skinny. Yes, That's the other again, thing. I feel again. like everybody in the 70s was, like, super tight jeans, tight little butt. Although, maybe maybe we need to bring back lead in the air. Maybe it's a diet thing, too. Oh, I'm sure it's a diet thing. I mean, the, and this the is food pre-microwave. was different. Pre-microwave. They only ate cocaine. I'm going to say that one and more time. On and ham on wheat. So we know his diet. <laughs> anyway, so this guy, like, he, gray hair, gray beard that was well well groomed like lean face um he was wearing a baseball cap which to Classic. me for a 60 year old guy to wear a baseball cap yeah i was like no that's someone who's trying to be incognito incognito, incognito. so i'm like staring at this guy i was near the front leaning against the wall staring at this guy and he's kind of in the back and he just like turns and like makes eye contact with me but oh. and we just held eye contact so oh i'm like this God. is insane it is so and disturbing he's just, i can't well, he's like noticing me noticing, noticing him, him like just staring at me so then pat Oswalt comes out and one of his first jokes cuz he didn't do a stand up thing or anything no. but he he's a stand up comedian by the way yeah you've seen him everyone's seen him in commentaries like he's an uh, an actor comedian i yeah. mean yeah yeah and a little backstory so his wife michelle mcnamara has been working on this or had been working on this case like her whole career for 10 years incredible she had gained access to like the da had given her all of the records it's like you never never before would a da give a blogger no all this stuff she got she was that good she was so amazing she's so good and and just based on like her her um her background her academic approach to this yeah they wow that's incredible and her writing is amazing that's I incredible. suggest everybody read the book it's very personal she talks about why she's into this yeah. she talks about how dangerous the it can connection. be to kind of obsess with this stuff yeah but anyway unfortunately um tragically she died last year the year the, um, a year and a half ago I want to say it was in 2016 yeah unexpectedly um in her sleep which is just so tragic left behind Patton and a daughter. So he kind of took on the mantle of this book, this project, and and helped her legacy. Her legacy, legacy yeah. by posthumously, was it put together her notes? He gave the notes over. He found some of the uh, the other kind of not armchair detectives, but people across the country have been working on this case yeah. from their from their homes, and they're coming up with a lot of great leads wow. because of te- like the internet now. You can really dive into different and records. Go into back, yeah, going. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more connectivity. Yeah, so he found a couple. One of them was called the kid, and he's in the written about in the book. And he, in Florida, she writes about him and calls him the kid. But then she dies, and so there's like a point in the book where it's like everything after this is where we kind of had mm-hmm. to take over. Mm-hmm. And Patton was the first one you know, to say, "I didn't finish the book." Everyone says, "I finished it." I wrote an afterward. I didn't Whoa. finish it. Oh, did something happen? No, no. I'm just oh. like that's. I don't know why I said whoa. Yeah, I was like, sorry, that was a weird, weird response. But um, so yeah, so the book the book's great, and so he comes out and he laughs and he goes, "Yeah, we just heard about the narcs. The, um, supposedly someone told us that for all of these different events, they'll put plainclothes FBI agents right. in the crowd and they'll take pictures because they think that knowing, he might be here, knowing the way that these." Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, I knew it. I found him. He's over there. Like, (laughs) I totally was so proud of myself. Yeah. 
But then fast forward to uh, how did the guy? Wait, did you see how the guy reacted when he said that? Oh no, I didn't look at Dang him. It. That would have been smart. dang it, Martha! You dropped. He the just lead. like zipped off. Yeah, he's like, we did. Whoop. He Patton did joke about because there was a, like a long line of questions, and he and he's like, okay, I have to go catch a flight after this, so this has to be the last one. And it, this woman walks up, and he starts laughing. He goes, "What if the next guy was just like, well, I was gonna confess, but shit, like, <laughs> I'm not like, I guess he doesn't want to hear it." But yeah. anyway, um. So clever. So I was watching this documentary on investigation discovery. I might be totally wrong. I'm sure the guy's a listener to the podcast. But one of the people being interviewed on this documentary was this man who's a uh, crime scene and uh, detect or investigator, mm-hmm. or freelancer or something, or I don't know. Whoa. But he was an expert, and I he looked exactly like this guy. So I'm pretty sure that guy the, from the documentary, because he he investigates in Sacramento, came to this. One, because he's really interested in the yeah. case. Wait, and that's the older gentleman that you saw? That I saw. I'm pretty oh. sure it was him. So he might have been there to do the same thing that Isn't I was doing is look around. Des- yeah, the way that you describe him. like him, Yeah. It's observant, and it's also, like, would – I don't know. I've never – I mean, I'm sure based on, like, uh, statistics, we've all run into criminals and mm-hmm. murders and people like that before just on the street. But, um, like – just the way this guy behaves. Do they think that the killer might be have been like an inside guy at all? Like, yeah, that's a new? theory. Wow, I mean, there's so there's it's I gotta it's read the book. insane. Yeah, I got to read the book. But there's right the documentary week. goes even more into one of the theories that she when she died she was working on with the main cop in the documentary who's like she being super McNamara. hot. Yes, yeah, Michelle, mm-hmm. this hot cop. Um, his name was like Tom Holes, I think, or something like that. Detective okay. Holes, okay. <laughs> and he uh. He has a theory because holes. all of the yeah exactly like of course God that's gross a whore but anyway just kidding there there all of these <laughs> things happen nearby developments um, as in construction ah uh. so that, and they they also think that he might have been higher up in this business in this like this a whole PM. thing because a cab picked him up picked him up from the airport late at night from like a private plane situation and oh. dropped him off. And all he had was He's a little pack. Architect. Like, yeah, he could have been like a high, like a scout or somebody who worked for this this wow. industry. It's just fascinating. But um, Whew, but I pretty much sugar. I thought I caught him, you guys. Yeah. Ugh, good Ooh, job. And one little tidbit, if you weren't at this thing that I was telling you that Patton yeah. told us that had just been figured out last week is that one of the famous parts of the case is when the guy was running, some people were chasing him. I think it was a retired Do FBI you cop. What this- what, like where the chase happened that's kind of like in the Richard Sacramento. Ramirez situation where he got chased in Boyle Heights and was yeah. taken down by like the local neighborhood yeah everybody caught him which is LA my old neighborhood yeah that is such a great story like the whole community were like incredible story and tackled him exactly sorry so the, 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 the no it was a neighbor who was like an off-duty FBI uh, right. agent okay yeah yeah. I think I think this is when it happened because he's been chased a couple of times. They think his first murders were when this this couple were walking and they saw a prowler, Whoa. and the guy was a was an off duty marine, yeah, like a marine police officer or something. Whoa. And he chased him, and the guy turned and shot him, and then went after the wife and shot her too. And that would have been the first murder. They can't like confirm. They were both so well, they piece it together. There's a dead wife and the dead husband yeah. walking their dog late at night. But they yeah. heard a scuffle and they heard the shots. And then yeah. the way it's positioned, it looks like he was prowling. The husband chased, chased. after him, turned around, shot, shot them both, the um, and went after her, which is the sad part. Like because he ran like through some yards and stuff, and the get, guy almost caught her. her, and then he ran back and killed her. So to so the Golden State. So the Golden State Killer. So. 
so he was getting chased and he got pinned up by a, a fence and he turns and he goes don't shoot because there was a cop there at that point a cop or the FBI agent one of they had a gun basically and they pulled it on him and the guy goes don't shoot puts his hands up then pulls out a gun and shoots and hits luckily didn't hit them hits a flashlight and then jumps the fence and he's gone and that's like the story of it but apparently these two guys who finished the book just last week or two weeks ago at this point went back to kind of like walk that route yeah and they went to that fence and then they they're like something's a little weird here they looked over it and it's a 40 foot drop behind the fence so it's a full cliff that he would have fallen down and it was that way then as well this isn't in the police report so they go well if this guy jumped the fence yeah not knowing that because it doesn't look like that from the front that if you jump it you're just gonna fall Fall he would have hurt himself so Mm -hmm. they look at the the records yeah go to the hospital records so they just went to like nearby hospitals and that there's area. one nearby oh my gosh there's one right nearby they go there they look at that night then that happened sure enough wow. a guy shows up with like a broken collarbone and something out like a messed up foot with a false name wow and then when the nurses and security like confront him for um having a false name he bolts and he I pushes through everybody checked people like it's just before the internet like how do people you know how do you you have to call and like I yeah mean, anyhow um, but they went back to, to find, they found the he nurse. Out of the, sorry, yeah. Yeah, they find the nurse, or they, wow. they find out who the nurse was who confronted him. She'd re- she's died. Oh. So it's like, so that kind of dead ends. Yeah, see, you know, here's the thing. When you become so um, investigatory on these, there's a pers- there, there has to be like a personal connection that gets made when you become, let's face it, obsessed mm-hmm. and you investigate over years. You know that the likelihood of you finding any form of solace or an answer is very improbable it doesn't it doesn't just end when a book gets published yeah it's like the story continues like what these guys yeah. decided hey you know what? let's take a walk and see what this was like and they piece together this and they piece yeah. together that but i love what you were sharing um about what Patton said that you know what we're getting so close oh There's yeah so they, many people mm-hmm. that are interested like look i didn't even to be honest i didn't even really know about the golden state killer i didn't realize um, the east area rapist was the person was murdering yeah exactly so the more we talk about these things the more communities investigate and put pieces together and connect the dots across state lines across country lines like it's just so so exciting to think that there might be nobody's life can get taken back but like there might be we might be close to catching some really really disgusting person especially with him too because they have his dna and they know that he's not he hasn't been in prison because they've checked it with all the prison That's records, insane. so they and they these leads, they're the way he acted. They're pretty sure he's not of a he's from a his background isn't very criminal. I mean, obviously it's criminal. He's done criminal things, but it's not like he was living a seedy lifestyle or his family. Yeah, it seems like he might have been higher up in some company or yeah, something. Yeah, where he would so, be picked up for like which petty would imply crimes. that he has a family if he was hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. If he was able to live in these communities, mm-hmm. so so they keep saying somebody knows that their husband or their brother or their boyfriend at that time yeah. was shady, and they might just kind of put some pieces together. And that's how these things can get cleaned up. I mean, the BTK got caught. 12 years after his well he started killing he had a 12 year gap started Sorry, killing BTK. again uh he was in kansas what does it stand for Fine torture kill he <gasps> came up with his own moniker his wow name, so. that is, see that's another thing is like these the media the sensationalism of it all i see he was one that he would write episode. to vtk would like write to the he was a zodiac that's type. right so he got himself caught because he's an idiot but jeff or um i'm from minnesota and the one, the big story that was so 
um, close to to my my community. Oh my god. Um, can I think of his name now? Jeffrey the, Dahmer? No, no, no. I was going to oh, say, no, the, the little boy, they just solved it last year. Jacob Wetterling. Oh, my oh God, I, I don't believe. even he know like, who that is. I'm sorry. It, it's like my childhood <gasps> was completely wrapped up in that because <gasps> he was my age, and he was just this little boy who was out with his brother and a friend to go to the video store yeah. and on their bikes a couple of blocks from home, and a guy just came, pulled out a gun, took oh him took him away, and they never they, – they, well – they never found him and then the, we, there are all these theories and within the community I'd hear theories like well we all know it's this guy who lives over here all this stuff and then just last year some someone confessed and said what happened and and he had killed him right like that night yeah which uh. is kind of a blessing in a way because for it forever it's like is he out there has mm. he been tortured like what just what happened to this this little boy and just my whole life being like having that question mark mm-hmm. of where's Jacob, and I feel like all of Minnesota was like, yeah, where, where's, where's our little boy, person? and having that solved thirty years later. Well, not thirty. There's some 20s. kind of yeah. Um, that is just so yeah. I, it's just it's really it's not it's it's great to see people talking about these things and getting some sense of closure, and it's you know I always. For some reason, Zodiac was always like a personal Mm -hmm. um, connection. I think growing up in the Bay, my mom has some crazy, like, she could have been in the wrong place at the wrong time and have been a victim. Like, um, I drove a Carmen Ghia growing up, and the Zodiac drove a Carmen Ghia. Are you you confessing? (laughs) Yes. Pre when I was born. Little (laughs) does anyone know. Little buck tooth. Um, Oh, no. Glamour shots. Oh, no. Zodiac. But it was always like, this could exist this is in the area this is real mm-hmm. this happened here and it's you know scary well yeah know. in california you should have thought that because it was all here it was i yeah. don't know what's with california but like every well i think a lot of people move here from all over That's and true. you have people from all over the good bad the ugly come it's california that. and it's wisconsin yeah um, wisconsin had a lot yeah you're just so cold and bored so and i'm yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> mean no that's okay because minnesota and wisconsin we have a rivalry yeah. so i'm like yeah Totally, take down Wisconsin. I found this out to be true. You're all killers. Yeah, so I think it's kind of interesting that uh, our podcast should reflect who we are, so <laughs> a little bit of art, a little bit of history, but again, like, we did start this podcast inspired by My Favorite Murder and being true friends. meeting because of being in fa- a fan group. I'm starting a, f- a fan group, but like a local community yeah. of people that listen to that podcast. So um, for people that this might miss the mark... You know, know that this is a reoccurring theme. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, that's we're such gonna a cool experience that you got to do that and see Patton and d- attend that yeah. book. Yeah, uh, it was very emotional too. He, of course, like everyone. I feel like she was very special in that we, uh, Michelle McNamara, the author. Like you mm-hmm. feel, as a community of true true crime, and it's kind of been. Um, ostracized a little bit it's kind of taboo to be into that and now it's well, ki- it's coming back out more because yeah, women are saying it empowers us a little bit to, to, to talk about to it to look into the darkness to talk about our fears to talk about what happened exactly and she's one of these like guiding lights in in that yeah. movement and then to have lost her and so when he was talking about her i start like we all started crying at certain points when he some woman came up she was totally poised and everything and then she's like so i'm a big fan of her work and I have a young son, and I'm, I was, 
I, he, he was asking like what I was doing and I didn't want to tell him that I was listening to this podcast or something about like having a child and then listening to true crime and then she just like out of nowhere starts crying and she's oh. like I don't know why I'm crying I'm sorry and then we all like the oh, whole no. room did that so- sound <laughs> it's because it's all like women everyone goes yeah. oh and yeah. everyone's crying and he's like no you just have to I used oh, to tell Pat. my daughter that mommy's a helper and she's, she's gonna a- solve exactly. she's gonna help and try to catch the bad guy and there's a yeah. picture of her with her daughter and her daughter's like trying to help by like doing investigations or like trying to take notes or something for her there's something about yeah that's what it really comes down to is Mm -hmm. that it's not a fascination with the macabre details and the gruesome deplorable acts of humanity that make that are sometimes so hard to stomach like i was saying it's hard for me to like listen to some of these stories but um it really comes down to being vocal about giving giving victims a voice Mm -hmm. giving survivors a voice talking about it empowering letting um shedding light on what is the darkness and in that hopefully Mm -hmm. we can make people think twice about committing these disgusting acts yeah it doesn't or empower women to yes stand up something to stand up to talk to not feel like i you know i put in my police report and that's it it's a closed story it's like no you have to talk about these things it's the Mm -hmm. only way it's the only way that your story will be heard and other people can learn and, and know mm-hmm. that they're not alone. But anyhow, uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> uh, that's what that came yeah, down to. Yeah, and if you are the Golden State Killer, I was going to say Confess. just turn yourself in. Yeah. Yeah, but thank but, you I mean, for listening seems... to the podcast. No. But you should really <laughs> fuck you and turn yourself in. Yeah. I Of course, he's yeah. one of our five listeners. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hey, we anyway. have – we had – 56 downloads oh really from the last time i checked which was like two thanks, weeks mom. ago yeah actually they're from all over the place yeah. so we appreciate it we yeah, are thanks, growing guys. and we're putting ourselves out there i have to add more theme music and get we are learning a lot in this whole production um but really inspired and yeah we're gonna yeah, we're figuring out the structure we're gonna talk about art a lot we're, yeah i think that's one of our strengths and that doesn't come up in podcasts a lot mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna keep doing the history so we're gonna, next podcast is going to be about Santa Cruz. Yeah. And there's going to be some yeah. hauntings in there. There's a so, lot of haunted stuff in Santa yeah, Cruz. Yeah, I think we're going to break down Santa Cruz between um, history of the city, the pop culture aspects, the surf, the surf culture, the, the music culture, the kind of unique the unique kind of culmination of culture that is Santa the Cruz. The Kiefer Sutherland culture. The Kiefer Sutherland, the like rockabilly, <laughs> psychobilly, like Bay Area, uh, surf, punk, um hippie vibe that's going on that is this unique mm-hmm. flavor of santa cruz but also like the creepy history mm-hmm. and the hauntings and the weirdness it's such a gem the, the city of yeah. santa cruz might just have to sponsor us at some point <laughs> the city yeah just like sponsor and then by. get offended that we oh. moved to monterey yeah. yeah no i know um and then i mean if anyone's from the bay area there's this classic every time like spring would hit you get on television at the time when like growing up in the 90s when you would just watch your local whatever program PBS or something the Santa Cruz <laughs> Beach Boardwalk advertisements would come oh really on. and it was this awesome like kind of Beach Boys I'll have to find it but it's like surf guitar and it was just a aerial shot of the boardwalk with the big the giant dipper and all of that the gondola ride that goes down the boardwalk and then it's like Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk under the warm California sun da 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 and it would just be like Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk now by two for yeah. one at your local blah blah blah. And um, did you hear that they're taking the Ferris wheel down? No. 
It was just it was oh, just this week. Oh, the kind of nineties though. It's not like really. No, vintage. it's been there. It's had sixty years. <gasps> I hope they're gonna restore it and not like they take said it, like take it we down. have to say goodbye. It was like on a tourist thing on Facebook. I oh, saw. Oh, now I've got to look that up. And That's there's an iconic photo of a guy uh, like a tightrope walker on <gasps> the top of it walking. Oh man! And they're like, this is a photo that went around the world, and it's okay. We gotta. Well, I'll do yeah. some like investigation. We'll talk about this, but that's probably gonna be a two-part episode. So it's gonna be like yeah, there's plenty. Santa Cruz, modern day, and a little bit of history, and then like weird Santa Cruz and like Santa Cruz mystery spot and like th- things like that. that. Yeah, we might even have to do a Santa Cruz mountains separate from it because there's yeah. stuff in the mountains that's separate from Santa Cruz. Yes, there's ghost towns. Um, right, mining both towns, literally all of that. and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, there's the Brookdale Lodge. We're kind of yeah. working on that. Yeah, we're working on like hopefully doing an interview there because um, that's reopening soon. Yeah, so we're working on that. Yeah, there's a lot. So if you are from the area and you have any stories, yes, we should give our phone reach number. out. Yeah. Oh shoot, I have that somewhere. We can put it on the show notes as well. But we yeah. want to hear people's stories of. Ooh, I have Santa it right Cruz. here. So, sorry. I'm going to cut you off. No, no. I was trying to stall. I'm like. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Um, Okay. So, our Google voicemail is 669-221-1253-1253. And our website is turnofthescrewpodcast.burb. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Turnofthescrewpodcast.blueberry. And that's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot net. So turn of the screw podcast dot blueberry spelled B L U B R R Y dot Jesus. We need our own jingle. <laughs> turn of the screw podcast. But we also have social media up and I need to I'm gonna put some more pictures up there from the last podcast. Yeah. But like on Instagram, we have pictures from uh, the cats yeah. that we were talking about. Some pretty cool stuff. We Really cool. We're, we have a Facebook page. A Facebook page. And yeah, I feel like that's, I'm not so into Twitter. I mean, I, I yeah, mean, yeah I'm not a tweeter. I don't feel I'm not. So yeah, yeah. that's just, yeah. Uh, the Instagram and the Facebook and the good old call in and give us a story and in addition yeah, to our website. I kind of like that. Please do, Me you too. Guys. Please. I want to hear people's voices. And give us that just you know sounded what? so thirsty, like I so hear desperate. Voices. Hey, you please, know what else I'm thirsty us. for? I'm also thirsty for some darn iTunes reviews. Um, so if if <laughs> oh you God, don't even, I'm sorry, that was so cheesy. It was it was so cheesy. If uh, whatever. Hey there, folks. You know what else hey, we're thirsty you know for what? here at the uh, what at is the it? Pod listen, house. rate, review. Listen, rate, review. Hey, we want to get that Casper uh, and uh, all the socks, whatever sock company that everybody every oh, podcast the under the sun. Yeah, what's our dream? Also, one? the underwear. Meundies. Uh, no, that's not my dream. My dream is actually a coffee. A coffee sponsorship because Ooh. I drink a hell of a lot of coffee. You know what else would be nice? There's some of those wine. Wine. The, <laughs> any of the wine It's clubs, like you just discovered wine it. <laughs> coffee. If you are anywhere related to or if you drink wine or coffee, hey, let's Yeah, sponsor us. We also – oh, here's something to announce. We're, this is going to go on for another hour, you yeah. guys. We're just going to no. tell you random shit that comes oh, to our heads. Oh, no, but I do have up. something to announce. Yeah. Um, I, she's trying to motion to me. Now I'm going to play charades no. with her. What, are, no, what no, do you no. think no, I'm going to say? Gonna say? I was going to say the, the art walks. Oh, yeah. And I was oh, you are disappointed. No, 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 no. <laughs> so. Well, we wanna, we're going to get more involved in the art community. I am, I'm an artist myself. Oh, is that what you were motioning at me for my show in Santa Cruz? So Yeah, Martha has a show coming up in Santa Cruz. Yeah, in addition to a Kickstarter oh, campaign shit. right yeah, I gotta now. Yeah, i got to talk about that. No, yeah. you guys, this is more important than everything else I was going to say. I know. I was like, why Screw don't you all start that with that? Stuff. I have a Kickstarter up, and I... 
I need your help, you guys. Even the Golden State Killer, if you're out there, just yeah, throw some money, money down. You At have the end of the money. day, we're capitalists. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take your money. So I've, I, I've been working for three years because I'm a science illustrator, so I'm really into insects. I worked in entomology departments at different museums. So I've been making these insect coloring pages for friends for so years. Cool. And they're very delicate. They're, they're advanced level they're coloring. They're so unique. <laughs> yeah, and I, I made them. I designed them with this these finely detailed lines, too, so you can choose if you want to use them or yeah. not. They're like grayer lines in yeah. there. So the idea is you can redo pages with different patterns using different lines. Exactly. And yeah. it could – so if you contribute to the Kickstarter, I'm just going to, like, commandeer your pitch. Sure, go for it. But um, I'm probably not you, doing it well. <laughs> if you contribute to the Kickstarter, there's different – obviously different levels of um, potential uh, physical things that you get. In, in from me. From Martha in return to <laughs> contributing to the Kickstarter. But um, yeah, I think it when has people – sorry. When people think of coloring books, I think they think – oftentimes like tangible but hey if you've got a uh um ipad or a device like that you can also import and or have a digital download copy and i personally have just found how much i love to color on ipad using like procreate is one of the apps that i use but like going in and upload you can then procreate procreate how cute it sounds like sex yeah but no i just i was did you see my face go (laughs) yeah using apple pencil Procreate, so you can go in and color. on that note, any reward over, I think it's $10, you get a digital get a download digital with di- it because download. I want you to be able, you'll have the physical book for most of the rewards, yeah. but also you get a digital PDF version so that you can print off and, and try different things. Yeah. Sorry, it. your Kickstarter name and campaign? Intricate Insects. Intricate Insects, and it's Martha Eiserman. <laughs> What's my name again? Eiserman. Yeah, no, you went Murther. <laughs> Did I say Martha? You went Martha Eiserman. <laughs> No, I love it. Wow. Martha. You know Martha. Your name was Martha. And I like when I was like, what's my name again? You go, Iserman? (laughs) Murther. Murther. I took on like a mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, it went weird. Where did that go, Martha? Nova Scotia there? Like, what just happened? (laughs) Old sea captain. (laughs) Hey, actually, amongst a couple of my friends, I do have a nickname, which is a little salty. Oh, I like that. And that's because I used to dress up as a sailor all the time. Wait, what? I have like a sailor costume. (gasps) That's like I'm and I'm, I'm into sharks. Does that kind of fit? Hey, yeah. No. I can, or no. no Wait, when I you mean, say sailor, I was thinking like pirate. No, You're thinking sailor. like yacht. Sailor. No, no. Like a like a military sailor. Oh, okay. Like I have That's a, a whole cap, other I have end. a little white cap and I have a little like I've purchased that uh army surplus store. It's like a little navy. Is this like jacket. a sex thing? No, no, okay. it's just like <laughs> I for a while I it was mostly around Halloween, but like okay. I for like four years, like, I was a he's sailor. Like, he's a boogie woogie boogie boogie. Like yes, that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was like, for I four did the years, dance too, I, I was a, a sailor. I was a sailor. And I like got really into like not. I don't know what the sh- what's, what was the shush shush motion. I just stuttered. And I just oh, oh, I'm sorry ass. to call it no. out. I no, thought no, it was no, like, no. what is that about sailing where you go shush shush shush? <laughs> sorry. Okay. We're so. No, oh, I, um, anyhow. So. So I have a Kickstarter. Yeah. Murther is red. Murther has a Kickstarter. Look at Murther. Is we haven't though. had a drink yet today. No, it's it's all caffeine. And the cocaine I was talking about. Just yeah, kidding. No. I've never, never even seen cocaine, you no, guys. No, me either. Just don't hang with ballers like that. Yeah, we're not cool enough. <laughs> but yeah, Intricate Insects, it has about, by the time this goes up, it'll be like 20-ish days yeah. to go. So there's this time. I really want it. It's at about 43% awesome. funded. I'm trying to get to $3,000. If I can just get it over the halfway mark, then I have a chance to get to uh, page projects we love on the front page 
So it's That's exciting. The sooner you can contribute would be great if I could if I could get it up there c- to and get this printed. And the whole Kickstarter is to get it printed. Yeah. To mm-hmm. get this printed because it costs a lot of money to go to the printers. Yeah. It's yeah. all made. I have the book finished. The rewards, a lot of them, they're different uh, prints that you can get of mine, of some yeah. of my illustrations. At higher levels, you can get a custom science illustration from me, That's where you cool. choose your favorite species or bug or plant. There's also pet. There's also the pet and portraits, pet portrait. Yeah, which so is amazing. Yeah, right before we recorded, a friend of mine came and picked came up. Picked it up. That's picked amazing. Picked up a pet portrait. So I do. I do little portraits of your furry friends. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay. I'm a pretty good drawer. Yeah, you are. You're a good drawer. Martha, Martha. the drawer. <laughs> I'm Mercer. So really I'm going to be the drawer. When I go back and listen to this. I'm Either that or I had Martha. a mini stroke at that second. And that's how <laughs> I like stroke. everything just melted a little bit. That's what we can call our, ep- our episodes is mini, mini strokes. strokes. That's mini not offensive one. to people who've gone through that. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay. Mini um, stroke. That anyhow. also sounds sexual to me. I know. I will. I have, will have to say. Stroke. I think I might have to wrap this up. Yeah. I drank a ton of Phil's coffee. And my oh, yeah, you're a little knocking on my door. And I think we're good. I think okay. we've got everything. <laughs> so next episode, um, Santa Cruz. I also moved this week into a really cool um, landmark house. Can we share the address? So, yeah, I will not share the address. <laughs> I also found that it has a the home has a name, but I won't share that because then you could just we'll find talk it. after. But um, we have to talk about that. I live in a cottage now, and it was built in 1905, and it's beautiful. But moving takes a lot of time, as anyone that knows. It makes you just really question everything that there is about life. And, um, like, existential crisis. Or your friend's name. So I didn't have... Yeah, Martha. (laughs) Martha. Pipe down over there, Martha. So I didn't have... We just need to give Santa Cruz a really good investment of time and research and cadence. So the next following episodes will be about Santa Cruz. So looking forward to that. Thanks so much for everybody listening. Right... What is it? Rate, review... (laughs) Rate, review... And All those things. Re- we'll re- recycle. Exactly. Please recycle and compost <laughs> when you can. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Okay, bye.